everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. Okay, we've got the new moon in Aries, which technically starts tomorrow, 2.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on April the 1st. This is no joke, even though it's April Fool's Day. So it's so I'm talking about the astrology of the month at large and also the new moon it just happens to coincide. All right, um, this new moon, I have to say of all the months of the year, this is definitely this, when I looked at the, at the forecasts last fall, just looking ahead all these months, I just remember zeroing in on April. I'm like, gosh, it's just a wild ride um, for many reasons. You know, we, we will have our eclipse in, um, in April 30th, last day of the month. Um, and it's, uh, so we have two new moons in the month of April, but the real reason is because of Uranus and there's all these really um, uh, very interesting and dynamic lineups. So anyway, let's just dig right in. Okay, so uh, Saturday, uh, so we have the new moon and I'll, I'll pull up the chart for what that looks like. Uh, let us see here. Okay, so here we are with the new moon in Aries. So Mars is the host of this eclipse. So with Aries, uh, Mars rules Aries and Scorpio. So Aries is a cardinal, fire cardinal sign. So absolutely about dynamic new beginnings. Um, the thing about this is when we, when we look at this, um, we've, as you can see here, we have um, Venus just got over that out of that malefic enclosure that took up all of March, but Mars is now moving into a conjunction, a lineup with Saturn. It's already really right there. It's three degrees away. And that energy, because he's the host of this new moon, you want to look at what he's up to, what sign he's in, and the sign of Aquarius, which is Saturn's domicile right next to Saturn itself. So what this is showing us is that this new moon is really about um, I would say, you know, typically you think of Mars as reckless, you know, just out there, you know, and get out of my way and, you know, just rebellious and bold and courageous. Well, yes, they'll be bold and courageous. This is a, a like I was saying, you know, since the beginning of the year, this up until this month, the 29th, the, the, actually the eclipse, is all the planets are direct, you know? So this is the last month where all planets are in that rare window of direct motion. So definitely getting stuff done. And especially when the sun and moon are in Aries, oh my God, it just doesn't get more new beginnings than that. Um, and, but the quality of this new moon, when we, you see the fact that we've got Saturn, Mars and Saturn here coming into a conjunction or an alignment, um, it's really about being patient and wise and working diligently and not being reckless. Um, so these plans that we have here, you want to be smart about them. You want to be wise. You want to have patience. You want to have wisdom. You want to think long-term, future, for sure, future-oriented, um, maybe like what kind of whatever obstacles I've been experiencing in my life, how could I take a new direction and maybe do something more innovative with Mars and Saturn in alignment here, Mars being the drive, our, our, our goals and our drive and our will, 
And like I said, because he's in that cool calculated sign of Saturn and Aquarius, that's saying, okay, we're gonna be very strategic here. So this month you wanna just think, be strategic, you, you have action, you have structure, you're thinking long-term, uh, you've got fortitude, um, you want to, um, the, 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 the saying that comes to mind is, do you hear that saying, uh, do something today that your future self will thank you for? That is definitely a good, good uh, you know, mantra to go by for, for this new moon. So thinking ahead again and not like indulging in, you know, reckless, impatient, impulsive behavior, but really um, being very strategic. I would say too, laying the foundation uh, for uh, a future, uh, our, our, the society that we want to live in of our, our, of our dreams, you know, a humanitarian caring society, uh, laying the foundation for that, using our goals and, and our willpower this new moon cycle to really lay that down. Um, I would say too, on, on a really, um, you know, here's a, just a, a one, what, what could we do with this at large? Well, pranayama comes up strongly for me. We've got, you know, Uranus and Taurus and, and uh, we're, the planets will be making, we, we've got some Venus activity coming our way um, that I'll, I'll certainly get into, but I just like the fact of pranayama taking action and building something very, that's very Aquarian, you know, when you think about Aquarius, uh, the nervous system, you know, so we're being very focused, Mars driven, very focused about building, say, you know, what could be more lasting value than having, um, bringing ourselves into these higher places of, um, of consciousness using our breath. Pranayama is the science of breath control. And there are hundreds of different ways that you can breathe consciously. So I would definitely, you know, I'm putting, I'm amping that up in my little world uh, for sure. Um, it really, really uh, does wonders. And I think too, it, it helps us with the, the patience, having patience and wisdom, right? Bringing us into a more manageable space. So using that Mars energy and it's most productive. I would say too, my, my um, recommendation would be with that Mars, with that Mars conjunction with Saturn, uh, governing this flavor of the new moon, um, this is definitely time to get intentional about intentional communities. So if you are in an intentional community or a group or an organization that, or you want to join, you know, like-minded souls for that, this would be a very, really good month for making serious inroads. Um, you know, you want to look too at Mars. <clears throat> if you notice here, Saturn's already at the 22 degree point, And then the next day, Mars is going, I'm sorry, the, um, the, uh, not, not Mars, the nodes, the lunar nodes are going to, um, go into the, um, 22 degrees. So, um, there it is, 22 degrees. And so Saturn, as of what, Saturday, is going to be squaring the nodes for a little while. And that's, that's a really critical point, too. That has to be, the nodes are about our evolutionary development. And if you notice here, all the planets are on one side. Let me just get rid of this one now. Going back to this new moon date. But if you notice here, this is what's called a, dr a draconic bowl. 
So all the planets are on are enclosed in by the nodes. Here's the south node in Scorpio. Here's the north node in Taurus. So where we are leaning into collectively is establishing um, a, a, an earthy's practical connection with our resources and our talents and our our connections going back to the earth. I would say letting go of fear, letting go of control agendas and and manipulation and um, reinventing ourselves in new ways with, with our resources. And that's not just money, but it's everything that we value. So we're, we're it's that turning point here, but I, I just find it interesting that, you know, here's our new moon with everything's enclosed in that, in that bowl. Anyway, also the, the fact is that uh, 20, when it goes to 22 degrees, that and, and you know Saturn's already there, 22 degrees is considered a critical degree, 20, especially 22 degrees of fixed signs. So this is all fixed signs, Taurus, Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius. So there's this fixated energy, right? Critical degree. So that's like no kidding, no, no messing around here. Um, you talk about bringing it, bringing that ideal society. So yes, getting intentional about intentional community or, you know, you could say living off the grid or just any kind of innovative, unusual, uh, future-driven, um, earth-honoring, <laughs> people-honoring, humanitarian missions. You know, these are, um, these are all various uh, place, places where it can play out. Um, I would say bringing a rigorous accountability to your goals and if you have a, uh, if you're part of an organization or group of friends or peers or tribe or whatever, you know, working together, that this is really the time to get in action and um, to, you know, really build, whether it's building it with your ideas, your ideas and, and, uh, and such, or is it actually really building, like say you wanted to buy real estate or build a, a center or something like that. That would be um, really a power. This is a very powerful window for that to get an action regarding being accountable, being an integrity, building, building something of lasting value for the future. So, you know, orienting your goals and ambitions in that direction. I would say, too, it's like not about being on the fence or being an outsider or a lone wolf. It's like really participating in that group consciousness. You want to be strategic. You want to participate. Um, there's something about long-term strategy and energy that lasts, the lasting energy. So that those are kind of the, the key words for this new moon cycle. Okay, so um, on for, on Saturday, April 2nd, what I love is that, I, and I mentioned it, I think, in the previous podcast, Mercury is going to go into a Kazemi, which is a... Um, Kazemi is that magical window. So every time a planet meets up exactly with the sun, conjunct the sun, um, it's a Kazemi. So it only happens, it's almost like we think about an eye, the eye of the hurricane. You know, you have to kind of go through all these winds and a lot of intense uh, forces and energy to get into that quiet zone where you can like get these, think about like deep downloads about what you're here to do, right? And then as you leave that, then you have to face that fury again, right? To get out from the other side of the hurricane. So that's kind of what it is when Mercury's under the beams, it's like he's in that hurricane zone. This is where he's getting, I know hurricane is like, you know, moisture related, but thinking about this maelstrom 
that that he and and where a planet gets burned up by the sun but when you get into the actual palace and the room with the king or queen right you have this special protection like the eye of the hurricane but we're going to have another one of those windows um on saturday april 2nd and um mercury it's going to be at uh what is it 13 degrees hold on let me just check okay so what we have here is um, Mercury, as you can see here is Mercury, the god of writing and communication and ideas and thinking and data processing and our, learn, our learning process and how we process and digest information um, is um, going to be exactly, it'll be at 12 degrees and then 13 degrees, um, moves pretty quickly that Mercury uh, right here with, with the sun. And that again is in a cardinal sign. So when you think about it, um, it's it's going to actually happen. It, it, it's within a degree of the sun. Technically, Friday night, um, I'm using Eastern Standard Time, 8, 10 p.m. to Sunday evening, August, um, April 3rd, and about 5.23 p.m. It'll go out of that one degree zone. If you really want to get exact, exact within, you know, the, it depends on what school of thought you believe. Right, is the um, medieval astrologers were using um, less than was it 17 minutes, so it had it was within a very very narrow window. So if you're going with that camp, that no problem. That would be Saturday afternoon from like 1:04 p.m. to to uh, 1 a.m. Sunday morning Eastern time. So that's a that's a powerful window. And what what will happen then? Well, this is a time when you can send prayers out, intentions, meditation. Um, telling, you know, it's like the divine, you get this private audience with the divine. So you get some deep downloads about your thinking process, about standing up and being brave and strong and, and how you communicate with others. Um, this is also uh, what I find it, um, you know, very, again, Saturn's still going to be in those fixed signs, you know, in the, in the fixed sign squaring the, the 22 degree point with the nodes. So this is like, a, I would feel the words evolutionary turning point um, is coming to me. I'm thinking about the mind, you know, with Mercury and Aries and, um, and being a light, the sign of fire and light. Um, wow, that's, uh, that could really bring us some um, really great opportunities to really uh, inspect our thinking. And, you know, I, I think I was reading the Keys of Enoch this morning as I was preparing for this um, podcast. It's a very mystical book if you're not familiar with it. It's um, written by, it was like downloaded by this rabbi, J.J. Hertak. And um, I was guided to go to um, chapter, um, it was a key 113. And they were talking about um, it was just earth change, very much about earth changes, future prophecy, those kinds of things. And I thought about, wow, they, they, they're always talking about the, you know, how we're reprogramming ourselves in these earth changes to be bodies of light and a consciousness of light. And so I thought about that with Mercury and Aries, like, wow, that talk about igniting and uh, redirecting your thinking mind and to, you know, considering the, the self as the Mars and Aries, you know, the self as a light body, you know, of what would it be like if we gave up the ego, which you always think of, you know, Mars, Aries, right, the egoic principle, 
but the, I would say maybe the fully realized God self, right? Like the, the not ego, but um, the individuated, the individuated self. So, wow, these are like cool ideas to try on in that Kazemi window on, um, you know, this weekend. I would say on a, on a mundane level, okay, so also um, Mercury is going to switch and come, go from morning star, where it's been for a little while, and it's going to become an evening star. So that means you'll be, it'll be following the sun. And, uh, and so it's when Mercury is in, yes, it's in the, this fire sign of Aries, but when it's in the evening, um, when it's in the, um, the evening star phase, it's a more laid back, like a young Mercury, right? And it's, it's more of a Virgoic feeling of like, in, you know, intuition and maybe um, it's just seems a little more, you know, it's thinking and discerning. And so it's, it's in a, you know, it's in a, it's an interesting space considering that um, the, it's interesting that there are the US dollar, um, the USA, the Chinese Yuan and Bitcoin are all at 13 degrees of cardinal signs, the birth charts. The sun for, for the, um, for Mercury, um, actually it is, let me just make sure, I'm gonna stop the share and just check my things, hold on. Okay, I'm back, okay. What I wanted to say is the sun for Bitcoin, the sun for the dollar and the sun of the U United States is all at 13 degrees cardinal signs. So of course the sun is 13 degrees cancer for the USA. Uh, the, the dollar, the sun, uh, the birth chart for the introduction of the US dollar in 1792, that was at 13 Aries, right? An exact square to the sun of, um, of the, the uh, squaring the USA. Cancer and then Sun, this Bitcoin, the chart for Bitcoin is at 13 Capricorn, and the Chinese Yuan, the Sun is not there, but Mercury is, and Mercury is about commerce and cash and currency. 13 Libra, so it's very interesting when we have this um, lineup on Saturday with Mercury conjunct the US dollar point, Mercury cash currency conjunct that US dollar uh, chart at 13 Aries. Hmm especially in that Kazemi, maybe we'll get some new ideas and uh, maybe it'll be, you know, we, we know this, this digital, the digital economy is just moving very rapidly with Bitcoin and digital currency and crypto and blockchain and all of these, all of these things, right? So I, there could be some kind of revelation or revealing um, maybe some insights to be gained around these, these subjects. Um, with with digital currencies and the current and China and you know the currencies of these countries um, with that Kazemi. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. I thought that was pretty cool. I think too with um, with the nodes in the money signs as well, right? Financial money currency. You can see this this uh, theme starts to emerge. So perhaps um, information regarding government related uh, subject, food supply, the environment. There may be some uh, directions or new directions taken or news around them that might impact us moving forward. Okay, so moving on, April 5th, uh, we have um, 
Mars, uh, Venus is uh, going to be going into the sign of Pisces. And so she's finally out of that Aquarius. Oh my God, with those bullies the whole month of March, right? With that enclosure between Mars and Saturn, it just felt like it was never going to end. But she got over that on Monday of, of this week. And now she is heading into her one of her favorite places in Pisces. So Venus is exalted in the sign of Pisces. She does very well there. She has a lot of support. Venus, we think about Venus connections and the arts and our self-esteem and the goddess energy and this beautiful dreamy uh, sign of Pisces. So there's this enormous mystical communion uh, that's available to us. Um, and she, of course, Venus is going to be joining Neptune and Jupiter, right? Jupiter went into Pisces around the end, of, right before New Year's, right? So it's been traveling along pretty fast clip. And now all three of them are going to be there. So it's Venus, Neptune, and uh, Jupiter and Neptune. And they're all, think about it, this is the, the biggest transit of the year. Uh, this is the hugely important when you think about they're all in domicile, Jupiter and Neptune, both in domicile, their home signs. And then you've got Venus in the supporting sign of Pisces. So you talk about dignity and, and you know, the, the, the power of to be able to deliver what they love to do. Right. Um, wow. It's, it's something else. Um, I would say, you know, this kind of and again, but Mars and Saturn still together in, in Aquarius, this, this might be about let's build things that are going to support our dreams and support our highest aspirations. You know, so we're using our strategic uh, planning to to make certain of um, these, uh, you know, that kind of beautiful, ideal um, a world that is built on grace and love and compassion and forgiveness. Like, wow, what, you know, that's, this is it, man. This is a really powerful window. Like I said, this month of August, I mean, August, the month of April. Okay. So um, the next thing I wanted to talk about uh, briefly, uh, April 10th, we have Mercury enters into Venus ruled Taurus. So again, coming out of that fiery Aries, um, I think there's this, this opportunity for groundedness for the plans that that we're making in Aries. Then when it moves into uh, the sign, the earthy sign of, Tor of, of uh, Venus, uh, Venus ruled Taurus, um, there's maybe there's some groundedness for all of our dreams and thinking practically some down to earth solutions. Uh, again, you know, using it's like the best of both worlds because you've got the dreamy um, beauty of and I think performing arts and dance and poetry, music, things of inspiration, faith and hope, confidence, optimism, all those Piscean things um, and, and Jupiter there. Um, when you think about all that beauty, um, this is it's a nice little uh, with Mercury in that earthy sign. It's like, OK, let's let's take those beautiful ideas and and uh, speak practically about them and get get them grounded. So yay, <laughs> you gotta have grounding, right? Um, and then of course we, April 8th to the 12th, that's when Jupiter is exactly at the 23 degrees of Neptune. So this is the, this is the transit that has not happened in the sign, you know, Jupiter and Neptune come together about every 12 years, of course, in a different sign, but this time it has not been seen in Pisces um, since 166 years ago. So obviously that's huge. 
as you know, I've spoken about that uh, many times in the last few months. It's finally here. Oh my God. Right. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been feeling all these little synchronicities popping up, even in the most tiny little details. Um, I was just um, texting uh, with um, one of my classmates in Nightlight Astrology on, the, on our MeWe page. And I don't know, it's just I had this wild hair to just say, um, hey, where are you from? And she told me where she was from. And and it was Florence, Oregon. And I'm like, wow, that, I said, that's crazy because just yesterday I happened to have a, um, I have a calendar on my, on my refrigerator and um, the old, you know, remember the old fashioned paper calendars with the pretty picture, right? So what was the, I was looking at next month's uh, picture and it's the lighthouse in Florence, Oregon. As, and then the, here she is today says, oh yeah, yeah, I'm from Florence, Oregon. You know, that, that, that kind of thing, real synchronicity. I'm sure you've already been feeling that or you've been thinking about somebody that you, you're gonna call them and a minute later you get the text. So it's pretty cosmic. I've had some really cool dreams too. Um, this morning I had this dream about um, that I met, um, I went to like NBC, like I was in the New York office and there was this person behind the reception desk. It was Norm McDonald from Saturday Night Live, who I believe he recently passed. I think, didn't he die of cancer or something a few months ago? Well, he was there and I got to hang out with him. And I, I don't know, at some other point, then he was like out from behind that desk and we were hanging out in this room together and and he was just really there for me and really helping me and I'm thinking okay maybe he was giving me some coaching about I don't know comedy <laughs> but it was really cool and uh you know just like I never think about Norm Macdonald I actually honestly I've never been like a big fan of his but you know maybe he's just in the divine kind of sent him down like hey you know you're a good match for this girl she needs to hear from you I don't know, but I'm really glad. Thank you, Norm. I hope you're like enjoying the light up there as I'm sure you are. So anyway, um, but yes, April 8th through the 12th, the April 12th is when Jupiter finally goes past that conjunction with Neptune. And so this is huge. When you think about Jupiter, I mean, I think about prophecy, um, spiritual religious topics, of course, but like things like profoundly prophetic and and Neptune, other dimensions. So spirituality, mysticism, this transcendent state of consciousness is really, really, really coming into focus in the next week. Um, and so I'll be talking about that more. I have a lot to say about that and I've been doing some research. So I'll be doing that separately in, in maybe like the next episode. But in the meantime, um, April 14th, uh, we have Mars joins the fray, Mars and Pisces. So we'll have, by the middle of April, we'll have Mars, Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune, all four planets in Pisces. That's a lot of water. <laughs> That's a lot of Venus and Mars, right? The personal planets. We are like awash in mermaids and mermen. Definitely good time to hang out with them, talk to them. Talk to them, they're out there, other dimensional beings. This is our moment. Um, now, on the dark side of that, Mars and Pisces could be a little militaristic. You know, when you think about Mars and war and Pisces, you know, 
oneness can, can isn't always like the most perfect thing unity consciousness because it depends on what kind of unity are you trying to do are you wiping people out like genocide is often associated with um with with pisces and such and neptune and pisces well look at the um you know obviously with it coming into a close conjunction we have ukraine that we're dealing with and uh, one of many uh you know, opportunities to, um, to see this at play. But I would say, you know, in two, I think too about making a sacrifice or being a martyr, like this victim martyr consciousness could come up. So again, we, we don't want to delude ourselves uh, and get carried away because obviously that's the shadow part of this. But like I said, I'm going to devote a whole episode to that. No need to get more deeply into that, but it is certainly for a stellium in Pisces is a lot of water. I think too, um, Pisces rules drugs and escapism. And I think about the, the, what, that scene from uh, the uh, Wizard of Oz popped up for me. You know, when, when Dorothy and the, and, the, and the lion and the scarecrow there and the tin man, they were all walking, they were walking to Oz and they walked through this field of poppies I remember it was like the, the witch said, oh, poppies, poppies will put them to sleep, you know? And then you see them kind of getting a little woozy as they're, they're kind of confused and they're woozy and they're like, oh, I just want to lay down and take a nap. And of course, that's when they get deceived, right? Isn't that when the monkey people come and they, those flying monkeys and they take them off, right? So there's an interesting, you know, little, little lesson there um, in, in our, in, in the immersion in the dream world, we have to still maintain discernment and that might be a challenge um, in the month of April. What is real and what's not? What's uh, truly um, spiritual of the light and what's posing as that? Uh, there's, there's deception, you know, or we, we, there's a lot of beings out there in, in other worlds. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, right? So we, we have to, be discerning and it might be a little more difficult to do that and make that turn you know with all these planets and pisces so poppies yeah beware of poppies that beautiful field um but of course on the flip side of that is we have our ancestors and our guides that are guiding us that we are never alone and we can call out and ask for assistance and calling on our angels or Archangel Michael or spiritual protection, whatever it is that floats your boat, that is definitely um, a time when we might be leaning on that, um, you know, maybe more than others. I would say too with Mars and Pisces, like, hey, quit your whining, don't be a victim, um, don't, don't all this feeling sorry for oneself or getting lost. It's like, you know what, just put your sword down your, your righteous martyrdom thing, you know, just lay that down and just do some yoga or something, right? Write some poetry, read Rumi. Rumi is really nice. Let's face it. I mean, he's like one of the greatest poets that ever lived. Oh, be the, what was that? Oh, was this great? Um, that saying that he said, and this is very Neptunian, um, be in Piscean, he said, be like, be the drop in the ocean, let me let me get the, the correct, uh, hold on a second. Okay, I've got it. Look at this. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean in a drop. I love that. And I'm going to read to you um, 
Yeah, you are the ocean in a drop. So that whole thing about trans merging with consciousness, with transcendent reality and the dissolution of all form is very, you know, Neptune and Pisces. Jupiter is the gas pedal that just brings that even higher. So the ability to just dissolve oneself into bliss and into these higher states of consciousness, losing all identification with form and, I, and identity and ego identity too, um, you know, is, is pretty outrageous. Rumi really had his uh, finger on the pulse with that. I'm gonna read you this really poem that I, I came across. He was a Sufi mystic, right? In the, what, middle ages, born around the 1200 or so. And uh, so here, and this really speaks to this whole Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. What can I do, Muslims? I do not know myself. I am neither Christian nor Jew, neither Magian, nor Muslim. I am not from east or west, not from land or sea, not from the shafts of nature, nor from the spheres of the firmament, not of the earth, not of water, not of air, not of fire. I am not from the highest heaven, not from this world, not from existence, not from being. I am not from India, not from China, not from Bulgar, not from Saxon, not from the realm of the two Iraqs, not from the land of Khorasan. I am not from the world, not from beyond, not from heaven and not from hell. I am not from Adam, not from Eve, not from paradise and not from Ridwan. My place is placeless. My trace is traceless, so Neptunian. No body, no soul. I am from the soul of souls. I have chased out duality, lived the two worlds as one. One I seek, one I know, one I see, one I call. He is the first, he is the last. He is the outer, he is the inner. Beyond he, and he is, I know no other. I am drunk from the cup of love. The two worlds have escaped me. I have no concern but carouse and rapture. If one day in my life I spend a moment without you, from that hour and that time, I would repent my life. If one day I am given a moment in solitude with you, I will trample the two worlds underfoot and dance forever. O oh, son of Tabriz, I am so tipsy here in this world. I have no tale to tell but tipsiness and rapture. I love that. It's just, it just speaks to it. Can't imagine a better poem than that. So that is our, um, our Jupiter conjunction Neptune theme, right? And like I said, I, there's some things around prophecy and all that I wanna share with you that we'll get into in the next uh, episode. So um, now we have the, um, getting back to our full moon, right from that transcendent state. Um, we've got the full moon in, in Libra, obviously, the opposite sign on um, 28 Libra on Saturday, April 16th. That new full moon is gonna be pretty dynamic because it's gonna be squaring Pluto in Capricorn. So I can, see with Venus ruling that full moon, you know, maybe I'm thinking that maybe if there's any unfinished business from when Venus went retrograde, 
retrograde last year with uh, the end of December into the end of January. There may be something lurking behind that Venus facade. You know how Venus can be about glamour and beauty and it's like saving face, but then what's behind that? With that square to Pluto, it could be bringing up some toxic or inauthentic ways of being and relating to each other. Maybe the, the loyalty that we have with each other in relationship with, um, with our loved ones and coming up to be seen. Uh, flushing up maybe some deep subconscious issues or some power plays. So that this will be a very dynamic um, full moon. And, and it's the last lunation before the eclipse. So that's around the middle of about two weeks before the eclipse is when the eclipse energies start to come into focus. And it's a very tumultuous time. This is not the time that you would want to be, you know, getting married or making some serious commitment um, in the in the face of an uh, incoming eclipse, you know, because things get very shaken up. Um, but anyway, it is certainly a time to face toxic patterns, to forgive, to receive divine grace. You know, that I think would be very highlighted. Um, some intense transformational shakedowns might be at stake. Um, are we regenerating ourselves in our relationships or are we draining ourselves or other people or are other people draining us? These are the questions that we might be, uh, you know, come up for us at that full moon. Um, in, in any event, that square, the exact degree square with Pluto is definitely going to bring up some very intense, cathartic, emotional experiences, you know, breakdowns and such, um, but all there to transform and regenerate ourselves and reprogram ourselves away from darkness and toxicity and control trips and into, you know, the most authentic uh, expression of ourselves. Okay, um, April, let's see, April, April 18th, we have Mercury is going to conjoin Uranus. So um, Uranus and Taurus. So that's, uh, talk about feisty, <laughs> sudden changes, uh, some revolutionary way of ordering ourselves in regards to our communications and our our minds with, um, again, future-oriented, but a better value systems coming and really uh, embracing these new, perhaps new thought patterns, new ways of thinking. Um, this is going to be, um, you know, it's, I, I think about Mercury and I think about Uranus is like those two about visitors from other worlds, Mercury going in and out of different worlds, Uranus conjunction. So this, you know, all of a sudden you, find yourself transported in, you know, you know, time travel. <laughs> I'm coming to the future or, or I went to the future and I came right back. You know, I mean, you know, we could have some pretty outrageous transcendent experiences and who knows, maybe ETs too. I mean, look, when you think about all that Pisces energy, you know, like my goodness, um, it's all, all of it's on the table. You know, this transcendent realities is really pointed at this very powerfully. Um, the sun then leaves um, Aries and will go into Taurus on April 20th. So the sun is going to is going to be in Venus the sign. So, you know, joining the fray. Um, the last couple of things is just the um, Mercury is going to the planet of, again, communication in that grounded sign of Taurus is going to be squaring off with Saturn. So it would be a good place for about maybe a good time, April 24th, about grounding our ideas and our plans, uh, maybe dealing with stubbornness. <laughs> it's got to be this way. 
no, I won't change. You know, they're fixed signs. Something's got to give, right? Uh, so we might be experiencing those qualities around April 24th. Um, and then April 29th, Mercury goes into its one of its home signs of Gemini. And it will be at zero degrees in domicile, appearing as an evening star. So um, the trickster, the coyote trickster up to no good. Um, wow. Right in time for the final thing of the year is a new moon solar eclipse on August 30th. So, August, what am I saying? Ugh, I can't even blame Mercury and Pisces. April 30th, solar eclipse. Uranus is conjunct that solar eclipse. So let me show you with this here. There's our solar eclipse for the, and again, I will be delving more deeply into this, what this means, uh, the things that'll mean for our food supply, for our money system, our financial system, our resources, uh, the earth, regenerating the earth, uh, coming up with new and innovative ideas to honor mother earth and to reestablish um, healthy, earth-centered um, values, you know, that it, so we're not continuing to rape the earth for heaven's sake. Uh, these, are, these are some of the many topics that will be really loud for us in this solar eclipse. Um, so anyway, yeah, but, but if you notice here, look at this, 10 degrees of Taurus, right? And then Uranus is right next to it, four degrees away. And the nodes are still in that 22 degrees. So this is like, I'm hearing, you know, make it or break it. Um, eclipses are always about new beginnings and new endings, and uh, this may be maybe the most dynamic one. Uh, I just feel it, you know, without even having studied the other ones coming later in the year. Mid-May will be the lunar eclipse, but then um, at the end of the year, we'll have, of course, the next um, set of eclipses in, in October, November. But um, this one, because Uranus is so close to that solar eclipse, wow, um, we're gonna definitely see some major changes, major endings, major beginnings in all of those areas. So that's all I have for today. Um, like I said, I'm gonna be getting more deeply into the spiritual emphasis and what the, with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and the solar eclipse. I've got lots of ideas that I'm putting together. So I'll, I'll be getting to that um, in the next episodes. So anyway, um, and plus some other things that I haven't, uh, I have in my mind, but I can't talk about yet. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, let me know how this, uh, what you have planned to do for your new moon in Aries and what calls to you that's, um, you know, on fire, right? What, what do you want to get done and what dreams do you want to long-term uh, patience, strategic planning? What do you want to do uh, with this? So Always great to hear from you. Um, and like I said, if you ever need a session, anything like that, you can always um, contact me, starsoundastrology.com. And I would say to um, like, share, and sub subscribe. It's always appreciated. So in that little button there down below. Um, anyway, I hope you have a very blessed, wonderful, amazing new moon in Aries. Take care, everybody. Mwah. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste. <laughs> Bye for now.